Greetings to each one this morning. Um, feel very blessed to be here today and uh, be able to come to the house of God and hear the word of God and to be among our fellow believers. And I was just blessed by the little reading there that Peter had this morning. Um, Uh, I am the vine, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So, without God we can't do nothing, so we, we need God this morning. So, before we get started, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we just thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Father, that you love us and you care about us, Lord, and you're interested in our individual lives, Father. Lord, I just pray you will bless the service today, Father, and Lord, be with each one, Lord, and Lord, bless me as I speak, help me give me the words to say, and give me clarity of thought, Lord, and just pray for the remainder of the service, and pray your name could be honored and glorified by today. I just commit this day to you, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so this morning, um... Little title I have here, I guess, is Cares of This World. And I want to turn to Mark chapter 4 for a maybe a text verse here. Mark chapter 4, verse 19, that's the one I want to pick out for right now. It's just breaking in here, but, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it become unfruitful. So, as we all know, there are many cares around us, many burdens, we could say, maybe, that if we're not careful can choke out the word. Now, this is something I've been thinking about for a while, and it seems this is a very busy time of year, at least for me. I don't know how the rest of you find it, but... It seems like there's a lot of cares in life that come pressing in with all the responsibilities of home and even here at church and work and raising a family. Um, and I guess this is messages for me as much as anything. And my heart is that we, in spite of the busyness of life, that we would not let the cares choke us or, or choke the word out of us that we become unfruitful. So I want to, in Mark chapter 14, I just want to read this account a little farther here. I mean, Mark 4, sorry, starting in verse 14. 
And the sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And have no root in themselves, they endure, but for a time. Afterward, when afflictions or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word and becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. <clears throat> I think I'll stop reading for there right now. I'd like to turn over to a couple of the other gospels that talk about this very parable. Luke 8 and verse 14. And that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So here it mentions cares, riches, and pleasures. And... I had to think of the world and maybe especially the country that we live in. Um, riches and pleasures. I mean, that seems to be what the world around us seeks after. And I think we need to be very careful to guard our hearts, our lives. Because these are cares that can choke, choke us. Uh, I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, uh, 22. Matthew 13, 22. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becometh unfruitful. I guess in all three of these accounts we see um, cares. And the other main one that's mentioned is riches. And my message here this morning wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily going to talk about riches, but Beware of riches. I mean, those are things that I think we need to be very... I mean, God thinks of them seriously here about how they can affect us, our mentality towards the Christian life. <clears throat> so, what are some of these cares of the world I want to look at? In Matthew chapter 6, turn back to chapter 6. Verse 24. Matthew 6:24, "No man can serve two masters, either he will love, he will hate the one and love the other, 
or else you'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So here we see cannot serve. He's saying you cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve, we cannot be, I don't know, could you say entangled in this world and its worldly cares and everything and serve God at the same time. And the last of that verse, you can't serve God. You cannot serve God and mammon. So if mammon or money or things are your God, then you cannot, I mean, you can't serve God and that. So that's some of the cares we should be careful with. And I want to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to read from 8 through 10. Verse Timothy 6, 8 through 10. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. While some covet after, they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience. Fight the good fight of the faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So... Here again, brings in the love of money, coveting after, being aired from the faith. Just some of the cares we need to be concerned about. In verse 11, but thou, man of God, flee these things. And then it gives us a list of those things that we should follow after. Faith, love, patience, meekness, godliness, and righteousness. Not quite in that order, but... Then Philippians chapter 3, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shamed, who mind earthly things. For their conversation is in for our conversation is in the heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so um, those of the world they Whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. And I guess that minding earthly things kind of caught my eye. Is that, could we say that's some of the cares or whatever of this earth? Minding earthly things. I mean, they're more concerned about earthly things.
I believe that these, these cares of life could also be other things that keep us from God's word. I don't know, it could be our work or, you know, even our normal everyday chores and life, our burdens that we may carry. But I think what we need is when we have things in the proper order, priority, that God's word is the highest priority in our lives. The verse there, I can't think of where it's at right now, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I think that's where we need to seek. Okay, now I want to look at a some encouragement God has. If you find when we find ourselves consumed with cares and worries and whatever, I'm going to turn to Philippians four. Six and seven. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever... Let's see, I think I was going to stop there. Yeah, six and seven. <clears throat> Be careful for nothing. So that speaks of to me of a trust in God and not um, the peace of God passeth all understanding. And turn over to First Peter. First Peter five seven. Probably a familiar verse here. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So when we are with our cares, or I think you could say worry, we can cast that on him. Because he careth for you. He careth for us. That's a very precious promise that we have. And then Hebrews 13.5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6, so that ye may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what men can do unto me. So sometimes I think our cares of life and our worries or whatever and fears we may have that drag us down come maybe from simply not trusting God that he can take care of those things. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, he says, those that are his children. 
Colossians chapter 3. Got all, quite a few verses here this morning. Hopefully, <laughs> don't bore you. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. verse 1 through 4. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So I guess when those cares and whatever press around us, we can set our affection on things above. And not on the things of the earth, because I think when we set our mind on the things of earth, that's when those cares come in and bog us down. And and one more on this in Psalms chapter 42. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Hope in God. We must look to God for help in stressful times. Casting our care on Him, the more we trust God, the less we worry. I came across this quote. It says, Not once does the Bible say, Worry about it, stress over it, or figure it out. But over and over, it clearly says, Trust God. So, I guess... Our cares, we need to bring them to God and trust Him. So now I want to look at a little bit of what God cares about. And in Second Timothy chapter two, four to seven. I think we might already might have already read this verse, but no man that worth him worth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned unless he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. <clears throat> So I guess what I take from this life is that we must not get entangled in the affairs, the cares of this world, because we are of a different kingdom. We're not warring for this kingdom. Be not entangled with the affairs of this life. So... How 
how God wants us to be instead of being bogged down with cares and worries, what what are our what should we be doing, I guess? And there, I have a few verses here that may bring that out. In Luke chapter 12, I guess this is where I want to find myself. 12.37 Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. I guess the part here was, Blessed are those servants whom when the Lord cometh shall find watching. Watching and ready. So that would be my heart's desire that, yes, we deal. We live in a real world. There are cares. There are things that we need to deal with. There's busy life, but families and all that, but that we could somehow push aside those things far enough that we could spend time in God's Word and with God, that we could be watching and ready at His return. In Matthew 24, a similar verse, 24:42. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord doth come. <clears throat> so these aren't necessarily just a good idea in the Bible, but this is like the Word of God. This is like, like a commandment. Watch. That's our... Our responsibility is to watch. And then Luke 21, 34, 36 says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So here it says, take heed, you know, Talks about our hearts being overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, so that the day come upon us unawares, so that it sneaks upon us. And that's, I don't want to be upon one of those that it comes upon unawares, but I want to be watching and ready. <clears throat> and one last verse in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, a few verses here, 630 through 34. There, uh, 630, yeah, 30, 34. 
Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink, or wherewith shall be clothed? For after all these things doth the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth what things you have knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself, sufficient unto the days the evil thereof. So verse 33, I guess I quoted part of that earlier, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we should be watching, ready, and doing that by seeking first the kingdom of God. Not second, but first. Now we must not get so taken up in the cares of this life that we stop watching and preparing for the return of Christ. We need to remember our end goal is going to heaven. I mean, that's what we're here on earth for. I mean, that's why we're, that's why we serve Christ and are as Christians. So just a few closing thoughts I have here. In closing, my desire is, for you and me, is that we could, through the busyness of life, find the time to spend with God in God's word, that we may be watching, ready at his return, and that we would not allow the cares and worries, cares, worries, and burdens to keep us from our end goal, which is heaven. May God bless each one.